and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to day 70 of Soothe to Sleep Stories, where my prayer is to soothe you to sleep in a soft-spoken or whispered manner with the Word of God. We are on day 70, like I said. Wow, 70 is a significant number, sweet friend. This is the number of disciples that the Lord chose after his twelve apostles when he was on the earth. This is also the number of elders that the Father chose when Moses was at Mount Sinai. There's such a significant with the number 70. Israel recently became 70 years old. 2018 was their 70th year. How precious! In the Jewish year, the Jewish calendar year, it was another significant year. But 70 years since they became a nation in 1948. So, I'm glad you are here. And we are going to go through on day 70 Numbers chapter 3, verse 5, through chapter 4, verse 16. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. And then conclude with the Eventide devotional from God Calling. And before we begin, sweet friend, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans, chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead I shall be saved for it is with my heart that I believe and am justified just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now his child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. 
tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in Him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to Him. And now, I will ask the Lord to bless this episode of Sooth to Sleep Stories, the soft-spoken Bible in a year, on day 70. Adonai, Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for being able to have a glimpse of eternity through your word. To have a glimpse of how you birthed the nation of Israel. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you for revealing to us what you want us to glean from your eternal word. Lord, I thank you for blessing those who are listening. For helping those who are believing for a miracle. Oh, God. I pray that we don't seek you for a reward, but we seek you because we love you. Increase our love for you, O Lord. Give us a hunger and thirst to know you, to want to honor you, to trust you, and to love you. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, sweet Holy Spirit. I seal this prayer by the power of the sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The Book of Numbers, chapter 3, verses 5 through 51. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may minister to him. They shall keep his requirements, and the requirements of the whole congregation before the tent of meeting, to do the service of the tabernacle. They shall keep all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, and the obligations of the children of Israel, to do the service of the tabernacle. You shall give the Levites to Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given to him on the behalf of the children of Israel. You shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall keep their priesthood. But the stranger who comes near shall be put to death. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel, instead of all the firstborn, who opened the womb among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I made holy to me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and animal. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Count the children of Levi by their father's houses, by their families, 
You shall count every male from a month old and upward. Moses counted them according to the Lord's word, as he was commanded. These were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shemai. The sons of Kohath by their families, Amram, Itzhar, Hebron, and Utziel. The sons of Merari by their families, Mahali and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their fathers' houses. Of Gershon was the family of the Libnites, and the family of the Shimeites. These are the families of the Gershonites. Those who were counted of them according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, even those who were counted of them were seven thousand five hundred. The families of the Gershonites shall encamp behind the tabernacle westward. Eliasaph the son of Lael shall be the prince of the father's house of the Gershonites. The duty of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting shall be the tabernacle, the tent, its covering, the screen for the door of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the court, which is by the tabernacle and around the altar, and its cords for all of its service. Of Kohath was the family of the Amramites, the family of the Itzharites, the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzielites. These are the families of the Kohathites. According to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, there were 8,600, keeping the requirements of the sanctuary. The families of the sons of Kohath shall encamp on the south side of the tabernacle. The prince of the father's house of the families of the Kohathites shall be Elitzaphan, the son of Utziel. Their duty shall be the ark, the table, the lampstand, or the menorah, the altars, the vessels of the sanctuary with which they minister, the screen, and all its service. Eliadzad, the son of Aran the priest, shall be prince of the princes of the Levites, with the oversight of those who keep the requirements of the sanctuary. Of Merari was the family of the Mahalites and the family of the Mushites. These are the families of the Merari, those who were counted of them according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward were six thousand two hundred. The prince of the father's house of the families of Merari was Tzudiel, the son of Abihail. They shall encamp on the north side of the tabernacle. The prince of the father's house of the families of Merari was Tzudiel the son of Abihel. They shall encamp on the north side of the tabernacle. The appointed duty of the sons of Merari shall be the tabernacle's boards, 
its bars, its pillars, its sockets, all its instruments, all its service, the pillars of the court around it, their sockets, their pins, and their cords. Those who encamp before the tabernacle eastward, in front of the tent of meeting toward the sunrise, shall be Moses, with Adon and his sons, keeping the requirements of the sanctuary for the duty of the children of Israel. The outsider who comes near shall be put to death. All who were counted of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron counted at the commandment of the Lord, by their families, all the males from a month old and upward, were twenty-two thousand. The Lord said to Moses, Count all the firstborn males of the children of Israel from a month old and upward, and take the number of their names. You shall take the Levites for me. I am the Lord. Instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the livestock of the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the livestock of the children of Israel, Moses counted, as the Lord commanded him, all the firstborn among the children of Israel, all the firstborn males according to the number of names from a month old and upward of those who were counted of them were 22,273. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the livestock of the Levites instead of their livestock and the Levites shall be mine. I am the Lord. For the redemption of the 273 of the firstborn of the children of Israel who exceed the number of the Levites, you shall take five shekels apiece for each one. According to the shekel of the sanctuary you shall take them. The shekel is twenty geddas, and you shall give the money with which their remainder is redeemed to Aaron and to his sons. Moses took the redemption money from those who exceeded the number of those who were redeemed from the Levites. From the firstborn of the children of Israel, he took the money, 1,365 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and to his sons, according to the Lord's word, as the Lord commanded Moses. The Book of Numbers, Chapter 4, Verses 1 through 16 The Lord spoke to Moses and to Adon, saying, Take a census of the sons of Kohath, from among the sons of Levi, by their families, by their fathers' houses, from thirty years old and upward, even until fifty years old, all who enter into the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting, regarding the most holy things. When the camp moves forward, Adon shall go in with his sons, and they shall take down the veil of the screen, 
cover the ark of the testimony with it, put a covering of sealskin on it, spread a blue cloth over it, and put in its poles. On the table of showbread they shall spread a blue cloth, and put on it the dishes, the spoons, the bowls, and the cups with which to pour out, and the continual bread shall be on it. They shall spread on them a scarlet cloth, and cover it with a covering of sealskin, and shall put in its bowls. They shall take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand of the light, its lamps, its snuffers, its snuff dishes, and all its oil vessels with which they minister to it. They shall put it and all its vessels within a covering of sealskin, and shall put it on the frame. On the golden altar they shall spread a blue cloth, and cover it with a covering of sealskin, and shall put in its poles. They shall take all the vessels of ministry with which they minister in the sanctuary, and put them in a blue cloth, cover them with a covering of sealskin, and shall put them on the frame. They shall take away the ashes from the altar, and spread a purple cloth on it. They shall put on it all its vessels with which they minister about it, the fire pans, the meat hooks, the shovels, and the basins, all the vessels of the altar, and they shall spread on it a covering of sealskin, and put in its poles. When Adon and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furniture of the sanctuary, as the camp moves forward, after that, the sons of Kohath shall come to carry it, but they shall not touch the sanctuary, lest they die. The sons of Kohath shall carry these things belonging to the tent of meeting. The duty of Eliatsad, the son of Aran the priest, shall be the oil for the light, the sweet incense, the continual meal offering, and the anointing oil, the requirements of all the tabernacle, and of all that is in it, the sanctuary, and its furnishings. The Gospel of Luke Chapter 6 Now, on the second Shabbat, after the first, he was going through the grain fields. His disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said to them, Why do you do that which is not lawful to do on the Shabbat day? Yeshua answering them said, haven't you read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered into God's house and took and ate the showbread and gave also to those who were with him, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests alone? He said to them, The Son of Man, is Lord of the Shabbat. It also happened on another Shabbat that he entered into the synagogue and taught. There was a man there 
and his right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Shabbat, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man who had the withered hand, Rise up and stand in the middle. He arose and stood. Then Yeshua said to them, I will ask you something. Is it lawful on the Shabbat to do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? He looked around at them all and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did, and his hand was restored as sound as the other. But they were filled with rage and talked with one another about what they might do to Yeshua. In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and he continued all night in prayer to God. When it was day, he called his disciples, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named emissaries or apostles, Simon or Simon, whom he also named Kephas or Peter, Andrew his brother, Jacob, Yohanan, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, Jacob or Jacob the son of Halphai, Simon who was called the Zealot, Judah the son of Jacob, and Judah Iscariot, who also became a traitor. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great number of the people from all Judea and Yerushalayim or Jerusalem and the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases as well as those who were troubled by unclean spirits and they were being healed. All the multitude sought to touch him her power came out of him and healed them all. He lifted up his eyes to his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for God's kingdom is yours. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude and mock you and throw out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven, for their fathers did the same thing to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe when men speak well of you, for their fathers did the same thing to the false prophets. But I tell you who hear, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. And from him who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your coat also. Give to everyone who asks you, and don't ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. As you would like people to do to you, do exactly so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you,
What credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive back as much. But love your enemies and do good, and lend, expecting nothing back, and your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind toward the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, even as your Father is also merciful. Don't judge, and you won't be judged. Don't condemn, and you won't be condemned. Set free, and you will be set free. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be given to you. For with the same measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. He spoke a parable to them. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his rabbi, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his rabbi. Why do you see the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye, but don't consider the beam that is in your own eye? Or, how can you tell your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck of chaff that is in your eye, when you yourself don't see the beam that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, remove the beam from your own eye, and then, you can see clearly to remove the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye. For there is no good tree that produces rotten fruit, nor again a rotten tree that produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For people don't gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings out that which is good. And the evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings out that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things which I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house, who dug and went deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When a flood arose, the stream broke against that house, and could not shake it, because it was founded on the rock. But he who hears and doesn't do is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream broke, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. God Calling Eventide Day 70 Turn it to good Jesus said Never flinch My standard bearers Must you ever be Bear your standard high Life has its dangers and difficulties But real as they seem the moment you see in them a power of evil, which will, in response to your faith, be forced to work in some way for your good. In that moment of recognition, evil and danger cease to have any power over you. This is a wonderful truth. Believe it. Rejoice in it. So just 
to recapitulate Numbers chapter 3. A little bit of information about what a shekel is. A shekel is about 10 grams or about 0.35 ounces, so 1,365 shekels. That's about 13.65 kilograms or about 30 pounds, just to clarify that. And also, the sum of the Gershonites, the Kohathites, and the Merorites of the Levites, given above, is 22,300. And then I also just thought about the Levites, the priests of God, belonging to Him. And what was impressed upon me in Numbers chapter 4, just the first 16 verses, when the camp moves forward, that's the pillar of fire by night, or the pillar of the cloud by day, the glory of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, directly guiding them. So when it began to move, this was the sign where they all needed to get up and pack up and go, and each family had a responsibility of how they were to disassemble the tent of meeting, the tabernacle in the wilderness. So it was important that they had to be at least 30 years old, but not more than 50, who enter into the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. Out on, went in with his sons and they took down the veil of the screen, the ark. They covered the ark of the testimony with it. Put a covering of the porpoise skin or seal skin. Spread a blue cloth over it and put in its poles. There was a certain particular way that this must be disassembled and carried. It was sacred. And so it was Aaron and his sons, and the sons of Koath. And Eliezer, the son of Aaron, his duty was to carry the oil, which represents so much the gladness, the joy, the power of the glory of the sweet Holy Spirit. Those were just some of the things that stood out to me. What stood out to me in Luke chapter 6 were a few things. So many things. Ah, prayer. That's what it was. Okay, we've heard so many things, okay? I'm sure you've heard about Jesus saying, Don't judge lest you be judged. We see it right here. But he also says in the book of John that believers are to judge believers and we are to have discernment of spirits. We are to discern what is from the Lord and what is from the enemy, which comes from relationship with the Lord. We'll get into that later. But we are not to judge unbelievers because they do not know any better. 
Now, you've heard about that, and you've heard about other things, but what stood out to me was this. In my life, have I ever been up all night in my walk with the Lord? And I would say, I, I'd say the past four years have been a real journey of surrender, of surrendering everything to Him. And I ask myself, have I ever been all night up in prayer? All night long praying. Well, look at our Savior, the Son of God and God the Son, and was up all night in prayer to the Father. How much more do we mere mortals need to be in prayer? Oh my goodness. This really spoke to me, sweet friend. Oh, this spoke to me. We would have a lot less problems in our lives, wouldn't we, if we would pray first. If we would always be praying. Instead, many times we'll run to Him when we're at the end of our rope, which is wonderful to run to Him. But if we always ran to Him when days are sunny and what everything is wonderful we would have we could be interceding for others instead of ourselves right I'm preaching to the choir this is something I need to be reminded of my goodness I don't think I've ever been up all night in prayer okay that's not true maybe I can count on my hands though but I'm a mere mortal and this was before Jesus the night before he chose, the night before he chose his twelve apostles, the night before he preached the best sermon ever on earth, the Beatitudes as it's known in the book of Matthew. He was up all night in prayer. And there's so much more in the book of Luke. The man that builds his house on the rock, the rock of Jesus Christ, the man that builds his temple, his relationship with the Lord, on the rock with the Lord. Then when the storms of life come, he shall not be moved. He won't be shaken. Because his relationship is not based on someone else's relationship with the rock. That is Jesus Christ. It's based on his own personal relationship with the rock that is Yeshua HaMashiach Jesus Christ and the man with the withered hand I love how God wanted to put that on display to glorify God and he had him stand in the middle for all to see of what was about to take place <sighs> have you seen withered hands in church lately sweet friend I sure have, and my heart breaks, because it's Jesus' heart that's breaking for his compassion, because Jesus would tell that person to go and stand up in the middle of church, you know, his presence would be there, so everybody would yield to the presence of the Holy Spirit, and he would have that person stand in the middle of the church and say, stretch out your hand whether it's a Catholic service, whether it's a Protestant service, 
he would say, stretch out your hand. And we, believers, are we not to fulfill the Great Commission? Lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead in the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ? And are we doing that? I just feel like we are only using a smidgen of a percentage of what we should be using that the apostles used and the disciples and their descendants used on the earth after Jesus' resurrection. There's so much more that we could be tapping into His glory for people to be set free, for shackles to be broken, chains to be broken over our minds, our wills, our emotions, and our spirits. Until next time, sweet friend, blessings to you.